Today's episode was recorded backstage at Paddlefest in St. Andrews, New Brunswick. I'd like to give a big thanks to their entire crew for letting us set up and record and for putting on an amazing festival. My guests today are father and son duo, Bill and Joel Plaskett. We sat down after their sound check and before their headlining set Sunday night. You can catch Joel again later this summer at Area 506 Festival in St. John, New Brunswick, playing with his band, The Joel Plaskett Emergency. That takes place from August 2nd to the 4th. Check it out at area506.ca. I really enjoyed talking to them, and I hope you enjoy it too. So please give it up for Bill and Joel Plaskett. Plaskett. Um, I would say of Joel Plaskett emergency, but it's just Joel Plaskett and Bill Plaskett this weekend. Yeah, uh, two of us this weekend. Yeah, yeah. yeah We've got so an emergency show next week, actually, with the uh, Memorial Cup back in Halifax. Oh, so, really? Yeah. Well, that's exciting. Fun. Yeah, it'll be good. Nice. Yeah, we haven't played in a while. So, so welcome back to Paddlefest. Thank you. Good that's, to be back. That's exciting. Yeah, man. So, how was your experience last time? That was two years ago, right? I believe so. It gets blurry. So right. if you're telling me it's two years ago, <laughs> I believe you more than my own memory. And my memory sure, sure doesn't doesn't serve me as well. But yeah, no, it was great. We had a really good show here a couple of years ago. As we were driving into town, I was remembering all the streets that we walked down late at night. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> kind of coming back to be pretty good. Yeah, it's perfect. Um, did that play a play a part in you coming back this year? Like um, yeah, absolutely. I mean, when you know you've had a good time at a place or in a festival then uh it makes it easier to say yes the next right. time you know right. but i mean not that it's hard but uh uh it was uh yeah when we got the invite back I, and i'm always kind of thrilled if we get the invite back to a festival like 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 and it's not 10 years later it's just right. a couple then i feel like we must have done a good job because exactly. usually they kind of rotate you right. on a longer rotation than yeah. that so. <laughs> well the east coast really welcomes you with open arms usually anyway so. well it's nice to hear and it's a different show with my father so right yeah so how how has that been going Great. He may walk in here at some point. We just finished this sound check, which was running late. So right. he's probably trying to figure out where I am, but I figure <laughs> probably he'll figure it out eventually. I Perfect. <laughs> yeah. So you guys, like I said, welcome with open arms in New Brunswick. You guys are playing Area 506 Festival later this oh, yeah. summer? Yeah. Yeah. That's another band play, I think. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's the emergency. Um, right. Yeah. That's going to be fun. I've never, I've never, that's a new festival. It's it? fairly new. Yeah. I, I don't know. Do you know what year they're in? Second, three years, okay. I think, maybe? Yeah, there's a so bunch of good exciting. bands on that whole yeah. festival. So. Yeah, well, they um, got Interpol coming. Yeah, I saw that. Pretty exciting. We played with Interpol in like 2000 or 2001. I, I don't know if it was their first London gig, but we were playing this club called The Barfly in Camden with the emergency. We went over there in 2000, and Interpol were on the, get, on the bill, too. So they were just starting to get going as well. So That's pretty cool. I haven't seen them since. <laughs> so you'll see them there. Yeah, exactly. That's awesome. Um, so... What we talk about a lot, the podcast is called Living the Dream. Yeah. So that exemplifies your life, basically. Like, you've been, you've been a musician since very Yeah, young. be careful what you dream, you know? <laughs> yeah. uh, if well, your yeah. dream, yeah. So I guess, like you said, be careful what you dream. Is there, is there a reason you say that? No, I'm sort of joking. <laughs> but I mean, it's more like, I mean, I, I, I honestly, I do, 
I feel lucky to be doing what I'm doing. So yeah, I'm, I think, uh, I get, I guess the idea, uh, you know, I, I say it cause I've been thinking a lot about the idea of like, you know, I have a line in one of my new songs. If your dreams are coming true, be careful what you wish for. Right. Um, but I've always wanted to play music and I'm doing that. So, yeah. uh, I'm, I'm lucky, you know, in, in that respect. And it's, Absolutely. it's, it's a real, um, privilege to be able to do that. Um, and I work hard at it and I've been at it for a long time. So it doesn't come without its sacrifices. One of which is, um, I'm away a lot. So right. it's cha- getting, it's challenging on the family front. Yeah. Um, and I, my wife's very patient and, uh, and believes in what I do, but we also have an 11 year old son and, Sometimes I feel like, you know, yeah. uh, you know, you're, you're, the gig is usually somewhere else. There's only a few of them in Halifax and then the rest of them are uh, gone. Right. Yeah. So you say you have an 11-year-old son. So is he playing any instruments at this age? Flute. He's, yeah. he's playing the flute. I was at his concert the other night. He played Dance at the Jabberwocky. Oh, nice. Star, uh, Star Wars. And, That's awesome. Uh, and uh, what was the other song? Oh, oh, When the Saints Go Marching. A classic. It, which, which actually sounded more <laughs> in the grade five band like Oh, When the Saints Come Tumbling Out <laughs> <laughs> of the bar. <Yeah. laughs> but, uh, no, but it was spirited. They were doing just fine, actually. they got a great music teacher uh, who's here tonight, actually. Uh, oh, cool. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, Any plans to collaborate with him in the, in the future? With my son? Uh, <laughs> yeah, actually, maybe. Yeah, yeah. If I can figure out. He's, got, he's given me a really good title for a song. Um, so I, I think if I can figure out some way to get him on the next record, I will. We haven't figured, he's, he's pretty, uh, he's not really playing, playing instrument quite to the point where he can play something, but I feel like I can get him to, get him to sing or something, you know? Right. Three generations <laughs> might be kind of cool. Right? That would be cool. Yeah, we'll we'll figure that out. Plasket trio. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, that'd be good. <laughs> that'd be awesome. Mandolin, you know, that's, we'll get him on the mandolin. Yeah, right. absolutely. Um, I wanted to touch on Thresh Hermit a little bit. Uh, I noticed that you guys have announced some dates later this year. Yeah. Um, so, like, are you excited to kind of revisit Thrush Hermit? And uh, yeah. Is there any plans to maybe write some new music or um, anything like that with the old band? I don't think there's plans to write new music no. at this point, no. I mean, the idea is to celebrate and sort of and play the record Clayton Park, right. which is 20 years old this yeah. year. Um, and, uh, and, you know, we, we knew that this year maybe we would try and get it out on vinyl, which has happened. And so we thought, eh, maybe we'll do some shows and just, have fun and get to hang out again for the first time in a long time with all four of us in the room. Right. Uh, I don't think any new stuff's in the cards. I mean, you know, I don't rule anything out, but it's not something that we've discussed in any way. And really by and large, it'll be a bit of a, we'll have our work cut out for us. Just remembering right. what we did. Now we did do a reunion 10 years ago. Um, so it's not like it's so far away, but right? 10 years is still a long time. Oh, absolutely. You know? Yeah. So, uh, It'll be a, but it's going to be a fun tour. Like the shows are, are, are all sold really well. A bunch of them are sold out. The West Coast ones just went on, or the Western dates just yeah, went on. Yeah, they sold out pretty quick, I They believe. sold out pretty quick. Yeah. So uh, people are excited, which makes me excited. And we'll just like, it'll be, it'll be celebratory for sure. Yeah. Right. Yeah. One thing I, I found really interesting about Thrush Hermit, and I, I don't know how old you were when it happened. In 95, I believe you guys had a song, I think it was called Hated It with uh, yeah, yeah. Ball Rats. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That was probably... Would have been even earlier than that 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 came out. It might have oh, been really? on that soundtrack in '95, yeah. but that'd yeah. be about '93 or '4. Oh wow, it might be '94. Or something. So, yeah. how old were you when that happened, and how was the feeling of that happening? Getting like, it on the Mallrats soundtrack. I mean, you know, it was cool. We didn't really, I, to be honest, so much was going on then that, and we didn't. We were like, oh, cool, you know, it would be on the soundtrack. But that movie at the time 
you know, it, it, it's classic. almost like, yeah, it, it didn't have the cult following right. that it developed it later. Right. So people are like, oh my gosh, you were on the Mallrats soundtrack. But at the time, it was just we, were on a sound, we were on a movie soundtrack. Right. I mean, and we had signed a publishing deal with an American late, uh, with BMG. In New York? Uh, we didn't, in New York. And right. we didn't have a record deal yet at that point. Or Murder Records were putting out a record, Sloan, Sloan's label. But we eventually signed with Elektra. But there's a lot going on. And so I don't think we realized how lucky we had it, to be yeah, honest. Really, I like, think that's hindsight. sort of maybe in hindsight... We were just young, and we just were kind of like, "Oh, cool, going with the flow." And we were excited for sure, but it wasn't uh, wasn't necessarily didn't seem like that big a deal. It would be now if it came right. my way. You like know? you weren't as familiar with like Kevin Smith or yeah, clerks yeah. And it was like all that. everything was kind of new, and we were, I guess, just sort of uh, just in, young. Yeah, we were just young and just sort of, oh, yeah, sounds good. Right. And, uh, but we weren't really privy to all the moving and shaking that probably went on to actually get us there. Right. Um, I think my manager, our manager at the time, probably recognized it was more of a score than we did. We were sort of in our own little world. I shouldn't speak on behalf of anybody. I was in my own little right. world. You know? Right. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, when I was telling people that I was scored this interview with you, everyone was pretty excited, and a lot of people wanted me to ask you about scrappy happiness. Okay. And like just kind of the scheduling for writing a song a week. Oh yeah. With that album, um, did you find that really like helped creativity? Just kind of forcing you to get into the zone, or did it? Like looking back, do you think maybe those songs could have used a little more time and attention? Some of them, some of them could have used a bit more of attention, and some of them, you know, some of them were started and. Like, it's not like I, I didn't necessarily start every song from scratch from a writing point of view every week. Right. They were all recorded that week. Yeah. Um, and so uh, it was more about recording the songs and kind of I was trying to write knowing I had to do that. So I had bits and pieces and some songs I finished kind of in the moment or that week and other ones I were like, okay, I know this song. Now we have to document it. It was as much about trying to put myself on a schedule of like having to get as close to a definitive version of something as I could. Right. Um, and, you know, by and large, actually really quite, like I listened to that record for the first time in ages, not that long ago, and was kind of pleasantly surprised at how it, it held up. up. Like, I, I feel like there's sonic stuff I would change and a few arrangement decisions. I don't think every mix on that record, or and particularly the recordings got better as we went along. Yeah. Um, and so the first track we released, which is uh, Your Mine, I don't love the mix of it. I really like the song a lot, but right. it's not my favorite recording. Like the snare drum sounds kind of like a cardboard box, you know? Um, but we were kind of just setting up and figuring yeah. out what we could record in that space and yeah. just find. And then as the, as, and old friends, and it, like, I, I, I like that a lot. But again, that mix was a bit challenging. But, but you know, by the end, Lightning Bolt, I think sounds really good. And, uh, and, and Ian McGettigan was involved in a couple of those tracks. Tough Love, I thought, sounded particularly good. There was yeah. a few, few tracks that really, really kind of nailed the mix on and yeah. the feel of. It's Time Flies was another one I like. Yeah, it's definitely like a, a fan favorite, I believe. Like, maybe like revisiting and remastering could be a maybe. Yeah, plan. I mean, I'm not one to you know. I've had people say you should remix down at the Kyber or whatever, and I'm like, well, it sounds like when it was made. Right. I, I don't really like mucking with things. I don't like the Led Zeppelin remasters. They drive me nuts. It, right. it pisses me off that. Jimmy Page even bothered to muck with his awesome legacy. And, you know, right. and, I, and they're my favorite band ever. Right. But I like my records that were probably printed in 1982 and aren't that different than the records that were printed in 1973. Uh, it's a part of the art. Like, it's part of the art. It's that, like the, sound, the sound of it is the sound of that era. And so 
the sound of Clayton Park is the sound of 1999 when we mastered and mixed it. And yeah. the same goes for, and so they, yeah, there's shortcomings, but really what are, what is that? It's more like it's a moment in time. So, you know, I, I, I'm not a, adverse to changing things a little here and there or remastering sometimes makes sense because some, if something was done really poorly at the time. Right. Um, but by and large, I sort of like things for the idiosyncrasy. See, and for whatever shortcomings, maybe yeah. sonically, that often becomes part of the personality yeah. of the record. So I find it kind of weird to go back and change that and bring it up to some sort of modern standard. And by and large, I don't like the sound of modern music. Right. I mean, there are some great sounding records, don't get me wrong, but the way records are made on computers and using sound replacement and all that. Too much digital. And lends itself to some styles of music, and can you can make great things happen that way but you can also make everything sound the same i like it when things breathe and not every snare drum sounds exactly the same through the entire song and right. you know a drummer's hitting it and they hit the rim shot or you yeah know, they hit it a little harder um so there's a lot of modern techniques that don't really do kind of shaves away the soul of the song yeah and they're often quite loud and compressed and all sorts of stuff so you know yeah, yeah i don't know i mean but that's just sort of i've you know i've my own taste and place that I kind of reside as far as the way I like things to sound yeah. presented. Yeah. Right. Um, so growing up, uh, I listened to a lot of Tragically Hip, as did most Canadian yeah. musicians or just Canadians in general. Um, and I kind of first heard of you when you were touring with them back in, I believe, like 2004-ish. Yeah. Um, can you speak a little bit about how, like, what that experience was like, just like being around Gord Downey and, I mean, he got up on stage with you guys and sang a song in 2005. Like, how, the, uh, what was that experience like? Uh, hey, Dad. Um, my dad's just joining us here. Yeah, absolutely. Want to sit down, Dad? No, I'm just answering a question, and then there might be one for you. Um, uh, Bill, nice to meet you. Hello. I'm Chris. Chris, hi. Going. And this is Jeff. Good. I was I Jeff, right? I, Jeff? 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 Yes, yes right. Yeah, I was just outside. Uh, I got distracted. <laughs> no worries. We just dove no in worries. and started. I figured you'd, yeah. fig you'd find us eventually. Okay. Yeah, join us. Uh, oh, this is uh, this is this camera here. Yes. Yeah. It's only. I'll just keep my hat on. Sure. You look good. <laughs> yeah. Well, thanks for um, joining us. So I got. It. I'm answering a quick question here for them, and then we'll just. Uh, you were asking me about Gord Downey and right. the hip. Um, yes. So that tour was, we ought to, uh, asked to open the Canada Day show for right. them is what sort of led to the tour eventually. And we opened for them at the amphitheater in Toronto on Canada Day. And that went really well. And uh, so then about three or four months later, or whatever it was, we got the call asking us if we wanted to do the national tour for them. So we must have done a decent job on that Canada Day show. Right. And it was Gord called me at home, which was awesome. Uh, it was like, hey, you know, like I think that was before the Canada Day show or something. That was the like it was for the first gig or this I can't remember if it was yeah, it was the first gig. So it was like, yeah, so we went and did it and then we got the call to to do the tour and we went across the country with them and it was amazing. Uh playing hockey arenas, you know, from Vancouver out. Right. And they were hauling our gear for us. We were tr following them in the suburban. <laughs> And they were taking just our gear, so, we, so we, were, we, we didn't have a trailer. We just they, all their gear went on the bus every night, and we'd yeah. show up. We'd have to tail them overnight, basically, because they were you, traveling you were on the trailer. Us. We were, yeah, we were the trailer, basically. <laughs> we were just, and so you could sleep in the back of the suburban, you know, and we would just deadhead it after a gig to try and catch up to them, and then we'd show up usually while they were sound checking the next day or whatever, and uh, our gear would be sort of in a corner, and then we'd set up every night. And their crew were awesome to us. Um, 
Gord watched our show. All of them were like a lot of them were watching the show every night. Um, just genuinely interested. Just genuinely like kind yeah. and interested right. and like took an interest in what we were doing and um, gave us this opportunity. And like watching them every night was a real uh, education in how to play to a large room. Right. Also, just wicked. You know, they were a great band. Uh, oh, absolutely. Um, and uh, and then we opened for them in the United States as well on a on a tour when we were, after we had done Ashtray Rock, they took us through the states down to Austin and stuff, and we were playing kind of the to their U.S. fans and all the expats down there, and that was even kind of even kind of cooler because we were watching them in smaller venues. Yeah. You know, they were like five hundred to a, to two thousand seat venues as yeah. opposed to hockey arenas, so. Um, yeah, we got a really real. In fact, yeah, there's a couple of really great memories. One really wild show, right at the Canada-U.S. border in U.S. Uh, um, in this old cigarette factory on a on a on a on a Mohawk reservation, and it was like a <laughs> sponsored by a cigarette company or something. And so it was like everyone could smoke there. This was like well after the. You know, so it was just like this really wild show with everybody there, you know, all, and, 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 and it was just like this puff of smoke. It was chaos. Uh, it was great. So yeah, we had a lot of really good, um, good times with them and they were so kind to escort, uh, was an amazing was that, person. Was, uh, was it on that tour or one of them where you played at the Metro Center in Halifax? Yeah, that was well? at the end of the that was the that end, was of, the end the, of the tour. The tour yeah, I know. And I was at that show yeah. in the bleachers. Yeah. And oh, wow. I've still got a photograph. There was a there was a sort of a photo of you yeah. playing in the show, and it, and uh, I've still got it. I want to make a painting of that. Someday. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was one of the home. Like we were, we yeah, ended so kind of on the, the East Coast. The final I think show, it was that, yeah. or Sydney was the last show of the tour. So. Victory lap. Yeah, yeah. that's awesome. <laughs> it was good. Yeah, it, was it must good. have been a great feeling because I mean, even just hearing about it is like kind of gives me chills. You know, well, that's I mean? nice like, to hear. Yeah, no, it was. I, you know, to be again, like at the moment, I'm so used to working with my head down that it was. It was. It, trust me, it was an honor and it was a great thing. Yeah. But it, we were sort of so wrapped up in just doing stuff that it was kind of like I don't think I realized how lucky we were until right. later. Yeah. Uh, uh, and I think that sometimes is maybe my not. It's, it's something that I, I'm trying to recognize more. Uh, is is, is more in present. the pre be more present and right. kind of go, wow, this is cool when it's happening. Usually when things are happening, I'm kind of like stressing out that they're happening a little bit, like because I take it very seriously right. to when we're playing and stuff. And so I don't think I quite could like celebrate that tour until it was done. Right. Uh, and even then, it was a few years later. I was like. That was wicked. <laughs> well, you know what? The, 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 thing, the thing that I remember about that show, that last show, was that you, you, that you sort of you came out swinging, if that's the phrase, you know. Like right. You, you, you came on and you just went right into it. Yeah. Well, you know I mean, we I had mean? forty minutes in front of the hip, yeah. and it was like yeah. whatever it was, eight or ten thousand people. Yeah. It was like that was what I realized. With the, I'd also heard these stories of like change of heart getting given a hard time or I'd read Dee Bedini's book but the Rayo Statics opening for them and it was like hip fans can be really hard so I was like really determined that we were gonna like yeah. swing hard because <laughs> yeah. yeah. you know exactly. you're following like you're playing in front of like a really rabid fan base who all they want to do is hear the hip yeah. um, and sure. so uh, we were just like I was just kind of like and I think because we're a three piece lent itself to the words being heard you know and right. so I right. could kind of I was like and that was and that tour really taught me a lot about Trying to reach out to the back of the room, yeah. play to play to the room, and um, because we hadn't played venues that big to any great degree, you know, so it was really a kind yeah. of a, a it was a it was a it was a kind of a not a lesson but a, an opportunity to learn to do yeah. something that we hadn't done before. 
which lends itself to your style of music where the lyrics are so important to yeah I'm, the I don't feel itself. like an arena band and I'm not right we're not playing arenas you right. know uh, I like communicating words and that tends to work in smaller venues but I had to figure out how to do that in a hockey rink mm -hmm. um, and yeah. so that yeah. was sort of what was cool about it and yeah, uh, cool. you know and whether anybody remember but you know we made some fans on that tour that, that really built the profile in Canada and after that tour we were selling out clubs across Off the country and, and so it just yeah. I mean I owe them a lot you yeah know? How old were you at that time when you first jumped on with the hip? Well, it was 2004, I think we did that. Right. Uh, and I would have been, uh, so I was born in 75, so what does that make me? Makes you... Uh, 20, 24. No, more than no, that, no, 29. 29, yeah. 20, no, hang on, I got it all wrong. 85, 95. <laughs> 29, almost 30. 29. Almost 30, yeah. 29. Yeah. 29. Yeah. 29. Yeah. So, yeah. Four so guys in here and it took us that long. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we can, we can we'll edit that. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think so we got about five more minutes. I don't absolutely. mean to be sorry, sorry guys. Fine. Yeah, because yeah. we got another that interview. We got to run too. Um, soon. We got to eat. Bill, you said you were at that show. How does it feel as a father seeing your son perform on such a big stage? Well, I mean, that particular show was interesting too because I mean, when Joel first st first started playing, right? You know, in the in the the days of you know Seattle East in. The, in Vancouver, in, uh, in Halifax, well, and all of that, you know. I mean, I had to go because he was underage, and they were in Thrasher, right. they were playing in the bars, so I would be the, uh, the, uh, the, the chaperone, you know. So yeah. I, see, I saw Joel play a lot, but it was right. always in small places, right? Yeah. And, uh, and, well, I mean, any place that I saw Thrasher play was in basically in bars in yeah. Halifax. Yeah, we were a bar. And so, really, I suppose that was the first big arena show. That I saw you playing in once, you know, Thrush and quit me, yeah, and all of that, and so, it, I mean, for me, as I said, he, he came out swinging, and I and I thought, wow, you know, I well, mean, we'd also was, we'd also just we were, we had just finished twenty shows. With well, that's what I mean, you know, so and fresh. so and so yeah. there was yeah. there was something really polished about about the performance, you know, it was intentional, yeah. Uh, and it was focused, and you could hear every word, right. you know, <laughs> um, and so. I guess to answer your question, at, that was the first time I saw him and the band, you know, playing in a big arena to a big crowd, right. you know, with a lot of uh, sort of presence in the atmosphere because the hip was there yeah, too, yeah. you know. Yeah, that's awesome. So, yeah. Um, so now collaborating with him and touring with him and playing music with him, as a father, like I already asked him, like as a son, how does it feel? But as a father, how does it feel to be touring with your son? Well, there's all kinds of ways. I mean, it, it's interesting. Right. It's um, uh, uh, it 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 because I like to play, you know, and so I, I I get to play. This is a real opportunity for for me to to play and to uh, you know we've we've learned we've we've um, we've 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 worked out songs together. So there's satisfaction in all of that. You know, I mean. How does it feel? I mean, I'm proud of him, you know, and I get that. I don't, I have no compunction in saying that, and I get asked that a lot. You must be proud, of course I am, you know. Right. But I also see how much work it is, mm -hmm. in a way, you know, and how much focus it takes, and how much improvisation it takes, you know, how much yeah. uh, um, uh, sort of, uh, um, what do I say, you know, there's all kinds of things that can go wrong and decisions that have to be made quickly. Well, yeah. So I see all that kind of stuff, you know. Uh, 
behind the I scenes. I mean, and I, I participate in it, but I don't have to to, to decide anything. Well, you know, I mean, yeah, I mean part of it is, I mean, I think what's interesting about Dad and I playing is like, Dad's a social musician, or has been, like yeah. kind of not entirely casual, but it was in, been in social circumstances yeah. that you played a lot, whereas for me, it's been professional for a long time. Right. And the social aspect of it has almost kind of diminished because I'm taking the stage for a living and I'm not often, I'm not one to sit down and necessarily play, play in a social capacity all, all that much. This brings a little bit of the two worlds together, but at the same time, it is like, it's a delicate balance. I, I've, the thing I like about gigging and what's fun about playing in different ways, both with my band and with you and sometimes on my own, is like having to figure out what kind of show would work, but also, yeah, wh what you fine tune and try and make professional and what you let breathe and and just leave to the moment and not sweat and so how good how rehearsed do you want to get you want to get rehearsed enough you know maybe you can never be re too, too rehearsed but i actually like it i like a lot of what i remember about other shows or things are often the moments that seemed like things were about to fall apart and then right. they, and they, or or something or a joke that got made that was inherent to the evening you know right. that was you know and so because if you get too if it gets too scripted it becomes kind of a bit robotic, and yeah. so, right. you know, especially for the live aspect. Like, fortunately, yeah. neither of us have the attention to detail or the memory <laughs> to be able to like execute it identically every night. You right. Know, so, yeah. Um, one last question before I let you guys go. Yeah. Do you still have the Joel belt buckle? Somewhere in Where a drawer. Somewhere in a drawer. Somewhere. My my wife Rebecca, my girlfriend at the time years ago, but right. we're married now. But she gave me that as. One of my one of my <laughs> early birthday presents, of you know, when I, after we first started dating, like probably ninety four or something, right. she found that and gave it to me at ninety five or something. <laughs> so I've got it in a drawer somewhere. I might crack you it should. out for the Thrusher tour, you know, just that would be perfect. Yeah, yeah. There is something hilarious. Yeah, it was funny. I don't know where I got. I, I had it. Yeah, she found it in a, in a Western tax shop some years right. ago or something. Awesome. Yeah. Well, thank you guys so much for Thanks a lot. being with us. Pleasure. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.